0: Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, and I am so excited about today's podcast because, as we all know, we are in an increasingly polarized nation, and we have with us two representatives from a group called Better Angels. One is Roger <laughs> um, Colin. And he describes himself as red. We also have, on the blue side, and I kind of hesitate to use these labels because I don't want to be increasing the polarization, but we'll talk about that. We have Riley Hart. And I found out about their group because they sent a press release. And I just want to start the podcast by reading a quote that is on this release... And it is from Abraham Lincoln's first inaugural address, and that, of course, was on the eve of our Civil War. We are not enemies but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic chords of memory will yet swell the chorus of the union, when again touched, as surely they will be, by the Better angels of our nature. So, thank you for being here, and I'd like to begin just by hearing a bit about each of you and how you got involved in this movement.
1: Well, thanks for having us. First of all, I'm Riley, and um, I, uh, I, you know, I do consider myself blue in terms of better angels which means liberal or progressive or um, more democratic than republican so after the 2016 election um, well even before it but certainly after it i was um, uh, frantic to find something to do because i was i was really worried about the country um, and i found an organization called the bridge Alliance which is a a a super group of, um, now it's over 80 organizations, all of which are dedicated to strengthening America's democracy. And it's a bipartisan uh, group. So I read about every single one of the member organizations trying to find um, things that, that uh, drew me in, that made me feel this was something worth working on. And I found a bunch of organizations that seemed great, and they called themselves bipartisan but um, but when I looked into it, they were generally a whole bunch of liberals and some token conservatives uh, working on something that they thought should be bipartisan. Um, but this organization, Better Angels, um, from its board to its sources of funding to everywhere that they can manage it, they have equal numbers of... Reds and blues, conservatives and liberals. Um, And I know that that was hard to do. I really respected that this organization had put in the effort to having true balance. And uh, the mission of the organization also called out to me. It's to depolarize America by um, having people listen to each other, to understand each other, and talk to each other to be understood rather than to try to persuade or to try to convince the other side how evil they are or how ignorant they are. Um, so that really appealed to me.
0: So you really take your citizenship seriously. You put that much work into finding this kind of an organization. <laughs> what what do you do for an occupation What in, in the rest of your life? What, well, I'm, I'm
1: in a career transition from being a... a databasey tech project management kind of person so taking a project management approach to finding an organization yes. to volunteer with is um, that's kind of who I am and I'm actually moving into uh, more uh, organization building work and facilitation and um, I've done some mediation in the past and um, so there are a whole lot of things about better angels that really, Uh, was it really click with me? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Roger, tell us a little about yourself and how you got involved in this organization.
2: So, I'm I'm, uh, not a young man. I've been through a lot of elections over the years, and it's uh, the rhetoric has always been ratcheting up, um, and always made me feel less than comfortable. Um, But this last election was just beyond um, what I could. Bear. and um, the thing that made it even worse for me was um, being conservative. In some ways, um, I was looked at as a Trump supporter instead of just, you know, another person who uh, had their own ideas. And I wasn't supporting Trump. I didn't vote for Trump. So I felt this um, anger that was unjustified and, and I, I really felt like there had to be a change um, even even uh, in some of my own personal friendships, even my own home. Um, so one morning I happened to be watching a, the CBS show in the morning and they had a piece about Better Angels and as I watched it my eyes got bigger and bigger and, and then I jumped online and did the investigation and decided This was an organization that I wanted to be part of.
0: And what about you in the rest of your life? What is your career or your orientation? Uh,
2: I I was trained as a mechanical engineer, but I spent uh, the better part of my life doing sales work uh, for a manufacturing company. Semi-retired, I can't get away from it, so I'm still doing some sales work in that sector.
0: So tell us about this particular flyer that I got. It's for a session at the Gilderland Public Library on September 22nd. And um, tell us what people might
1: expect if they go there. What happens in one of these sessions? This particular session is one of two kinds of workshops that um, Better Angels puts out. And maybe later we can talk about one we'll be holding in October at the Gilderland Library also, but this one is the skills workshop. It's two and a half hours, and the, what people can come out with are um, some skills that they can use in their lives, talking with relatives, friends, colleagues um, who disagree with them politically, it's, it's a very popular workshop right before Thanksgiving.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> the family gathers around That's the table, right. and oh my goodness, you
1: need those skills. Right, you don't want anybody leaving the table before the pies come out. So, yeah. um, so this is to help with that.
0: Well, I I know the two of you can't recreate a two and a half hour workshop in a half hour podcast, but could you just hit some of the high points for those people that aren't going to be able to go to the workshop on on what you teach? Um, what what are some of these basic skills that we seem to have lost our way with as Americans?
2: Um, my experience, my perspective, it's, it it it. Uh, helps you focus on your own personal experiences and instead of you know using they words you're you're talking about how you feel um, and your experience and why you feel that way when you're talking to someone who may disagree and and it gives you um, an opportunity to practice active listening skills in which you, you, you listen well enough to be able to rephrase what the person told you so they feel they're being heard and we all want to feel being heard and and when that when that is recognized it it opens up the conversation a little bit and uh, makes you feel less animosity
0: yes i would think that would work in any conversation not just political conversations yeah, true. <laughs> true
1: yeah all of these skills are completely applicable to any area of life um better angels is just focuses on on the political side of things i think um an important skill here is also to choose whether or not to engage in a conversation um partly by assessing what you think the chances are that the other person might be willing to listen and um and engage in a real conversation but also to ask yourself what is my purpose in this conversation is it to change the other person's beliefs this is not a skills workshop in how to change someone else's beliefs, because that... You're not uh, evangelicals. <laughs> you're well, we're evangelicals about depolarization. Absolutely. I see. But you're not trying to...
2: <laughs> well
0: um yeah. ...get someone to agree with your viewpoint. Right. You're we're trying to get people to understand each understand other. Understand
1: each other, see each other as humans, be able to have relationships, family relationships, work relationships. And I think... Um, Another thing people might suspect is that Better Angels wants everyone to end up being a centrist, mm-hmm. wants everyone to compromise, and that's not it either. We think that vigorous debate is very healthy, um, uh, but not every—well, I, I used the word debate. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Conversation. Yeah, certain, tossing ideas around while everyone is um, sticking true to their actual values. Uh, Is is very valuable So we are Sometimes people might suspect we have Ulterior motives of all kinds But I think the fact that we Have equal numbers of Reds and blues from the very top um, Should help people trust That really um, We want everyone to To be truly themselves And just see the humanity in one another And be able to Um Continue relationships with people they care about who happen to disagree. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're not trying to make a purple nation. You're trying to keep people communicating from their own viewpoints. Because one of the things that I find most troubling, and I just, before you came today, looked up a lot of the most recent studies, is just how, as a society, we're tending more and more to group with people who think like ourselves. The New York Times did this study county by county, uh, where they were what they called landslide, and that was 20% victory in these certain elections. And even 30 years ago, uh, there, were, there weren't that many counties like that. And now 60% of our counties are like that. And it's just um, the series of overlay maps that the Pew Research Center has done with things like television shows or uh, attending religious services. And these show always the same Divisions. In other words, people tend to be listening more and more to people like themselves, which is, of course, made easier by the internet because you can find a like minded group of people and communicate just with them. So, do you have any kind of advice or outreach when you do these groups about not just the people in the room, but how to, beyond the Thanksgiving table, how to get people to? to know those who are not like them or to relate to those who are not like them.
2: Um, I think, think, uh, you know, if you could study this, you know, we used to have community centers. They might be Polish, they might be Italian, they might be uh, other ethnic. And people would gather at community centers and have discussions. And you were face-to-face, and everybody had their own ideas. It might be at the general store. Um, we've lost that. We've lost that. We've now retreated to things like the internet and um and we're we're grouping with those individuals. So I, I you know my experience is and Riley mentioned it, I, I don't start a conversation um looking to change anybody's mind. Um I start a conversation to get to know someone. And you know, if we agree on things, then we agree. If we don't, then that's OK. Um, R- Riley and I had our own eight-hour workshop. <laughs> uh, we both went to the first convention ever for uh, Blue Angels. I'm oh, sorry, tell, Better Angels.
0: Better, tell us about that. Where was it and when?
2: Uh, it was in Virginia. What was the name of the town? Harrisonburg. Uh, thank you, Harrisonburg, Virginia. And Riley and I had only gotten to know each other through phone calls and emails. Uh, uh, she knew I was red. I knew she was blue. But we didn't know much more than that. We had a we had a short lunch to make sure we could we could ride together, and then we had our own workshop on the way to Harrisonburg. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, when you're when you're in a car, two of you for nearly eight hours, you know, you, you get to know each other pretty well, and and. We listened, and you know we're we're still working together under the Better Angels <laughs> banner, and. Uh We've survived, and you know, and we still laugh about a lot of different things. Well, yeah, yeah. I wish people yeah. could
0: just see your faces and body language. Cause, you know, <laughs> it is it, what it is what I would describe as a warm relationship. Yes, I don't absolutely. see a lot of stiffness or posturing. I see a lot of
2: smiles and eye exchanges. And, and, and you know, and I'm sure we we still have some basic disagreements about how things could be done, but we also have come to experience and, and know that we're both humans and care about. Things and 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 that's okay. Um,
0: so, were there people from all over the country at this Virginia oh, yeah. gathering, oh, and how many of you were there? One hundred
1: and seventy something.
2: Uh, yeah, it, they're right, and so it was broken up into red and blue delegates, and then there were were observers, what they called, who were um, not declared. Um, and I believe it was one hundred and thirty six. Uh, delegates of which half were red and half were blue, and then the rest were observers. I um, mean, this was the this was the first, so it was really a, a great event, and it and it was interesting because one of the things of independence we will <laughs> call it, um, and uh, it was it was pre-written uh, before the event, and this is a citizens group, so it's run parliamentary procedure um, by a red and a blue delegate. Um, who co-chair and so we we read through this declaration and there was a lot of concerns and a lot of um, Questions about it. And so something that was going to be voted up or down turned into being in in just four hours rewritten uh, to a a completely new and wonderful two documents as opposed to one Um, so it was it was a, it was a great event um, over three days. Yeah, it was um,
1: democracy in action, yes. I suppose. Um, and the the group who redrafted it based on all the input was equal numbers yes. of reds and blues. Yes. Yeah, it was very impressive.
2: And we had our own very first works skill shop in that convention for the folks like Skills myself, workshop. Yeah, who, who hadn't, uh, who'd only just discovered and gotten involved.
0: And um, so each they were pairs. Like you, people that didn't know each other from different parts of the country that sure. were put together well, in order no, to not form. Exactly. No,
2: um, you, you, everybody could have as an individual, um, and then you, you were uh, selected to join. There, there is a phenomenon where there, there's not a lead, not a lot of red participation yet. Um, there, that's something that's being studied in in order to try and get more red folks. Right. From the top
1: down, it's equal numbers of reds and blues. But in terms of just who chooses to join, it's still more blues than reds. So why do you think that that.
2: is? Um, There's a lot of theories. There's a lot of theories. Um, You know, there's a theory that red folks, um, if they declare they're red, then automatically they're Trump supporters, which a lot of red folks are not Trump supporters, but they still have their beliefs. Um, There's... You know, there's uh, a theory that um, that blue folks enjoy this kind of community (laughs) participation more than red folks. That they're somewhat reserved as opposed to blue folks. Um, But there's a lot of theories, and we're not spending a lot of time talking about the theories. We're (laughs) we're trying to get the work done. Talking, you know, how do we reach out to these these folks and, 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 and convince them that this is a great opportunity?
1: There was um, a, a gathering, a, a meeting of all reds to, to brainstorm how to mm-hmm. reach out to other reds. Because these are reds who are in the organization and can tell, yep, this, this isn't a, a trap. I think um, yeah. some things uh, people might think, sure, I'll come in and right. it'll seem great. And then it'll be turned into a, now we're going to convert you into blues, yes. <laughs> which yes. it definitely is yeah. not.
0: So you had mentioned Riley earlier. You're going to do another session, mm-hmm. the two of you, in Gilderland in October, and that will be different than this September one. What happens there?
2: Well, actually, uh, Riley is a moderator. Okay. Um, and so Riley will moderate the meetings, the the workshop. Riley will moderate, and then uh, do we have yeah, the, another? The one
1: in for? October, which is called a red blue workshop, has a co moderator, a man named Rob Robertson, who's in uh, Massachusetts, will be coming over to co-moderate with me. And um, that's a longer workshop. It's also um, being hosted by the Gilderland Public Library. So they're the ones really um, making it happen, mm-hmm. which we really appreciate. And um, unlike the skills workshop, which is open to anyone and ho- however many people can fit in the room, which I think is about 100 or something. So and do
0: you usually draw crowds like
1: that? Do a lot of people want to learn this and come in? Um, well, this is our... this uh, So... Let's back up and just talk about the skills workshops. Um, this is only going to be our second one. We held one in July, and we had twenty, s- somewhere like twenty-five and where participants. Was that? Also, the Gilderland oh, public Library.
0: Well, we missed that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that one was sort of our soft launch. We okay. didn't um, do much trial. publicity yeah. there, right? Because um, and how it was did our first it, go? Time doing it It went well. well. There certainly were some people who were still a little skeptical at the end, which I think that makes sense until you go out and try this stuff um i think some people also were imagining using it with you know uncle charlie the particularly difficult person where you know this is something you should work your way up (laughs) start start with you know aunt sue who you know um (laughs) is more open-minded a little more yeah yeah, open-minded um but we did get um great responses and some people have since joined better angels and uh so this time we're doing more publicity because we you know we're confident we can handle the crowds um, and the workshop formats were developed by um, Bill Doherty who's one of the leaders of better angels he's a family therapist in Minnesota and a professor of psychology I think and um, he really uh, you know he brought uh, Formats that work for other contexts brought them to the to the political realm, and uh, we think he's done a great job. Yeah. So.
2: so we're we're just one small group. This is a national thing yeah, happening everywhere. Right. So we're we're getting started, but we participate in some uh, uh, conference calls in which. Uh, you know, there are light years ahead of us in, in what they've done, so this is really taking a hold in a lot of places across the country. And, and so. do you
1: both live locally? Do you yes. You? I'm yeah. in Schenectady. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I'm just outside of Albany. Okay.
0: So then in October, this much yes. longer session, mm-hmm. you will be running it with a red for Massachusetts, because you're trained as a moderator. Well, actually, the
1: he's yeah. um, uh, the, in our moderator role, we're going to play a neutral role. Um, so I won't mention what uh, whether I'll Rob see. is a, a right. red or blue. Okay. Um, so. um, we match up red and blue co-organizers to make workshops happen when we don't have an organization like the library to make it happen I themselves. Um, but moderators are playing a, a neutral role. Um, so we will have... Um, equal numbers of red and blue participants, about seven of each. And we'll screen folks to make sure that they understand the goals. This is not a debate about issues, no one's trying to persuade anyone, um, but it's about you know listening and, and sharing why you believe what you believe so that everyone will leave with better understanding. So we'll have these seven of each and then we'll also we have room for quite a few observers too. And this might be people who are interested but not sure yet if they want to um, actually participate. Could be people who want to participate but it's sort of a waiting list kind yeah. of thing. We there might be people who are interested in maybe becoming moderators who want to see how this works. So all kinds of people can be. Observers. So do you
0: have special training to be a yes. moderator? And yes.
1: is that provided also by the organization? It is. And they, um, they now have an online training. So you apply and, um, you need to have some relevant experience already, either as a, um, either as a public speaker or, uh, Teacher or a mediator or a um, counselor there are all kinds of, of experience that um, that can get you in. So you apply, and if you're accepted, then there are um, there's an online training now, so that you was going to spread much training? faster. Yeah. I, yes, yeah. I went through it, and it's 15 hours of video. To watch, so it's a bit it's of a, a time commitment. investment, yeah. yeah, and some reading, and then um, in the end, there's a, a web web conference call um, where uh, you know there's some discussion and questions get asked and things, and then and then you're blessed to go off and spread the word. Um, so yeah.
0: if all goes as you hope on this October session at the Gilderland Library, you get seven couples all (laughs) couples and then a full complement of observers what is the goal what do you hope will happen how how will that play out for the
1: future Uh, well what we hope Definitely happens for every person in there is that they leave with a better understanding of um, the other side and including how diverse the views of the other side may be um, and if there is any common ground to to have identified and appreciated that and do you want to talk about what um, what might happen if people choose to continue the conversation?
2: Oh well, um, yeah, the our, with with these programs. The hope is that, that we'll find a group of red and blues that work well enough and like each other enough that they'll become what we call an alliance. What An alliance is these folks work together to go out in the community, whether it be with the politicians or with uh, communications, newspapers, and folks like yourself, to spread the word and, and start working in the community to depolarize and to show that, you know, Red and blue can work together for common goals. I think, from, from my experience, you know, where, where the polarization starts to break down is when um, people come to realize that, you know, myself, I'm, I'm self identified as red. Yet, um, there are many uh, conservative strongholds that I don't believe in. So, if I was sitting in a conference, so the way that the workshop works. The reds have a conversation, and the blues observe the conversation. So let's say that the the discussion is about abortion. And I would say, I actually believe in a woman's right to choose. Um, And there will be some folks in there that would say, why in the world would you think that? And, And I'll express why I think that. Meanwhile, some blues are observing that, and they're saying, wow, so there's a red person who doesn't believe in that stronghold of conservatism Mm -hmm. and and that's how polarism starts to break down people start to realize it's not we and they it's really not you
0: start to see individuals we're
2: a spectrum spectrum. and everybody is somewhere on that spectrum and, and they're individuals
0: Well, we as a newspaper try to provide a common ground (laughs) on our opinion pages. And what saddens me is over the 30 years I've been an editor here is how much nastier the rhetoric has become in our letters, how much less tolerant. Um, And we still have the open forum. Um, And I've always told people you're entitled to your own opinions, Absolutely. but not your own facts. Mm-hmm. And what's changed mm-hmm. radically in the last two years is when I try to correct the facts where people used to be grateful. Oh, thanks for saving me. I would look foolish. Mm-hmm. Now they become angry often yeah. and insist that... <laughs> I might have my set of facts, but they have their set of facts. uh, And that's where you kind of lose the idea of having a common ground in order to reach some kind of consensus on And I just wonder if any of your sessions address that particular sort of recent development in the idea of truth or
1: facts. I would say excuse me I would say that um, that we in the skills workshop, um, we get away from we have people de-emphasize the facts because, um, thing, facts. We all believe that facts are where we came to our <laughs> what we base mm-hmm. our yes. our positions on, but I don't think. Well, I'll resort to facts to say <laughs> I, I don't think the research backs that up. Um, that, you know, human minds are are very good at rationalizing whatever we believe. So um, facts aren't what's going to change someone's mind anyway if that was your goal. No. And if your goal is the better angel's goal of understanding the other person better, facts don't help a lot with that either. I mean, it can be that, oh, I see the other person believes a totally different set of facts to be true, so no wonder they... You know, now Mm -hmm. the conclusion they come to makes sense to me. I was wondering how on earth could they have come to this conclusion? Oh, well, they're going from different facts. But that's really the only purpose facts can serve in this kind of thing where you're trying to build understanding. Um, There is another uh, uh, effort. That the the leaders of Better Angels are working on, which is a new debate format for competitive debate in high schools and colleges. I don't know much about it, but so they're. It's not as though they're saying we have to just ignore facts entirely because we can't agree on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but in these workshops, which is sort of the grassroots aspect of Better Angels that we're working on, um, de-emphasizing the facts. Uh, can serve us, can serve our purpose well. Because
0: people pick and choose. They have already believed in their own facts. I see. Fascinating. I'd love to hear more about a change in debate structure because that, I mean the old-fashioned way of debating is you have one person defining the terms and then each side um, weighing in, trying Mm -hmm. to convince with their views but what would the new form We'll have to come back
1: and tell you about that. (laughs) It's it's being piloted so I think it's still changing a lot and so they have not the leaders haven't been sharing a lot of information with us. I think it's because yeah. it's not quite ready to I, I be shared yet. But people the in debate, debate circles are very excited about
2: yeah. it. At the convention, I, I participated in one of the early models. Oh, you were there. Yeah, That's great. and uh, it was interesting. Um, so it, it it was it was more of a round, I guess, than a direct debate. Um, so the way it was, and I don't know how it's been adjusted, but the way it was done was. Um, a a speaker would stand, there would be a topic Mm -hmm. and the first speaker would stand up um, and and it might be pro or con and individually they would present five minutes of their position on the topic. At the end of five minutes the audience would, there would be a chair, a moderator. The audience could ask the moderator a question to ask the speaker Um, and there'd be a round of questions and when those questions were done that that person would sit down and then there'd be a five minute presentation by a person posing um, the alternate view uh, and at the end of that five minute presentation again the audience could ask the moderator questions to ask the speaker so it, it disconnected
0: Right so part of <laughs> the situation with our democracy is that candidates run against each other in a debate format that encourages that kind of divisiveness or at least the way it's been used in very recent campaigns and that format seems like it would be much more likely to elicit a sense of understanding of the other viewpoint. Interesting.
2: It did work. Um, I did see uh, I did see late so the time intervals get smaller um, and I did see a, a minor meltdown at one point, and I, I had a discussion with a moderator later about, you know, as a moderator, how do you how do you decide where to step in and where and where yeah. to participate? Moderators
0: so, have a but, tough role.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it, it really was, I felt um, uh, much more informative and and, uh, and much more easy to listen to than the typical political head on. Mm-hmm. Bombastic.
0: So, does your group or do you, as individuals, have hopes that if you get enough grassroots support, um, that you can
1: change the national pattern at the moment? Um, the intention is for this to become a movement, yes. not just an organization. Yeah. So, yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's our that's our ultimate hope. Um, I, I'm just. You know, I'm hopeful that, um, you know, enough people will, you know, at least locally start to acknowledge and and accept.
0: Well, just what Um, I've seen with you two, I'm feeling heartened. (laughs) So thank you. Do you have any closing thoughts, either of you, that you'd like to leave our
1: listeners with? Well, I can say that when I went to the convention in Virginia, I left realizing that I would much rather have a conversation with someone who disagrees with me but wants to listen and have a respectful conversation than somebody who holds all the same positions I do but wants to tell me Mm -hmm. how to think Mm -hmm. and tell me how uh, ignorant or evil the people who disagree with us are. So
2: openness is the key. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, one of the things that that was really uh, great for me at the convention was was meals because we all ate meals together in a cafeteria and we all had our name tag and our name tag identified whether you're red or blue. And every day I sat down at a new table with a new group of people um, and we all introduced ourselves and we all talked about ourselves and we all eventually got around to political discussions. and. Uh, I never heard any raised voices in a room, and I, n- right. I never participated in a single adversarial discussion, right. um, and, and none of us knew each other. So that was really a you know a moment where I said this can work. It really can. Um, there has to be a willingness, um, and I think, like all things. Um, no one jumps on the bandwagon until it gets going (laughs) (laughs) you know and and this is nothing to be afraid of Riley said it earlier, no one's there to change your mind no one expects, no one thinks you're going to come in and come out as you know, with another color it's really about depolarization, it's really about reducing the rhetoric and realizing that we're just people
0: well thank you both